Hey everybody, in this episode of the MacGyver After Show, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 15, Magnifying Glass. Find out what happens when Mac and the team head to San Francisco to take on the Zodiac Killer. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! I feel like this is like a little... It's like a little poppy. Yeah, a little poppy. Yeah, poppy yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the MacGyver After Show here on After Buzz TV. Of course, Mike and I are here breaking out every episode of MacGyver happening this season on CBS. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. And I'm the other host, Mike Kalinowski. You can find me at Mike Kalinowski. Look at that. That's a mouthful right there. That's right. And you can also find him sitting right here at this delightful table well, looking true. handsome. Yes. <laughs> now, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also hop in the chat as well. Share your thoughts about what do you think about the series in general. Or this episode in particular. Now, of course, MacGyver is airing this season on CBS. Friday nights, 8 o'clock, right before Hawaii Five O. Yeah. But CBS doing something really cool as well. They're also uh, working on their CBS All Access digital uh, streaming uh, platform. That's where I watch it on. I watch it on the on my right here a lot of the times. Nice. Yeah, I'll sit at work and watch it on my break. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. It uh, does work really cool. And I know they've got a lot of other great shows in development, including uh, they did uh, Big Brother earlier this uh, uh, back in the fall. They mm-hmm. did a special edition of Big Brother. They're working on Star Trek Discovery. Which uh, that's going to be exciting. Oh, I can't wait. They for keep that. pushing that back. They keep. This seems like you know the, the showrunner kind of had to leave, and it seems like every time they do something big announcement, it's like oh, it's being pushed back, pushed back. But you can't you rush know. perfection. No, <laughs> it's, always, it's always seems like there's a, there's always been a Star Trek show on TV, except for the past since Enterprise. So yeah, that's kind of be almost over a decade now. So, so let's get one back on there. Uh, but that's not all they're working on. In fact, we've got a new series debuting uh, just th- this coming Sunday, a week from today. Oh, uh, it's going to be uh, if you love the Good Wife. Uh, this, then you've got you want to be in for the next chapter, which is the good fight. As I said, it's the next chapter of the Good Wife story. It's CBS's all access original series set in the world of the Good Wife, and it's from the creators of the Good Wife. Robert and Michelle King continue as the showrunners, and Christine Baranski reprises her role as Diane Lockhart. Now, Diane, she's at the end of her career, planning retirement, but loses everything in a Ponzi scheme and now has to rebuild her life. Oh. Chris Jumbo reprises her role as Luca Quinn. Luca's finding her footing after joining a new law firm. And Rose Leslie joins the cast as Mia Rindell. Uh, Maya is just beginning her career as a lawyer when her father's accused of starting the Ponzi scheme that ruined Diane. Now, one thing about The Good Wife, though, they always had fantastic guest stars on there. That was a very good cast. Yes. We were talking about like Michael J. Fox, other characters like that. Uh, You're going to see great guest stars on on The Good Fight as well, uh, including Carrie Preston, Gary Cole, and Matthew Perry. And can't get enough Gary Cole in your life. No, God, no. that's uh, Mike Brady. That's right. He did the Brady one for you, Now, just like Good Wife, the good, fight, the good Fight will not shy away from controversial issues of the day. And new episodes will be released on CBS All Access Sundays beginning February 19th. That is one week from today. That is. To start your free trial of CBS All Access, go to cbs.com slash goodfight. Interesting. Yeah, look at that. I love seeing uh, networks like increasing their new streaming so, content. Okay, so I watch MacGyver... Maybe it's not on CBS All Access because I don't pay for it. It's just the app online. Oh, there you go. So, but maybe that access is kind of like their Netflix, uh, Amazon. It's digital content. Yeah, I think it's great for like well, the, the app will let you access current seasons yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. of what's airing, and then if you wanted to look back at past seasons of shows, gotcha. gotcha. You want to go to CBS All Access so you can That's, access the vast CBS library go. of programs. So they're kind of like doing their own Netflix thing. All yeah, because right. I know they've they taken like all the CSIs, things like that. Kind of they moved wonder, them all over to that. I wonder how long before the other shows catch up. Other networks, I should say. Yeah, I know, like NBC, ABC, Fox. Yeah. 
Uh, you know when Fox is going to start like streaming every episode of Married with Children? You know, mm. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. Uh, but this episode, folks, uh, tying back into another CBS uh, show, we're talking about MacGyver. That's the name of the show. That Let's is. Break it down. This I episode hope so. uh, I might be in the wrong building if it's not. No. Okay. I'm going to just come out right first, and I don't know how you feel. I was not a huge fan of this episode. This is again, like I talked a couple times. There's always like a. Uh, it seems like there's a handful of ideas that shows like this always kind of dip into. They dip into the one location, which we have with like the the embassy episode, the prison episode. This one is someone in their the main cast needs help, so they they kind of break from. Hey, this is a mission of the week. It's a hey, someone in the cast needs help. I I thought it was going to be Riley, like someone from her past is going to come in. Yeah. But it's obviously the new uh, leader's um, family member. It was a nephew, right? Uh, goddaughter. Goddaughter. So speaking of Maddie Weber, before we get into this episode in particular, uh-huh. our thoughts about it, uh, I just wanted to jump back with you since you weren't here last week to yeah, kind of yeah. really see. I don't know if you had a chance to watch last week's episode yet. Or No, 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 no. I jumped ahead. Okay. But just in terms of how what are you feeling so far about Maddie Weber as the new head of I the Phoenix Foundation? Uh, um, I don't know. Her dialogue, and again, I don't know if it's the actress or if it's the dialogue. Um, like I'm like Bozer, Justin Hines. I, I'm not feeling him anymore. Really, I, and I don't know if because he, he's getting the bad dialogue, or if he's just playing a caricature. It does it, seem a lot like of the, the, a lot of his, and I think that's him though. So I think I can't fault him as an actor. I think that's him. That kind of put upon. It's hard to say. If his I, I dialogue, it, and I, I, so I don't know if it's if it's his dialogue combined with just his person, who he is, and the way he talks. It just and for her as well. So I, to, to, not to sidetrack, but her, I don't know if it's the writing with her, but she seems like she's playing tough. Yeah, like Thornton, that actress didn't play tough to me. That was she was just cold, and that's who she was. But she came off as tough, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but she just played cold, and, mm-hmm. and it worked. But this girl, and I don't know, it just seems like she's, the way she's punctuating certain lines at the time, and, and, and but it's some of the dialogue she says. It has nothing to do with her acting. It's what she's been given to say. Yeah. So I don't know if it, it just doesn't read. I like the dynamic, but it just seemed like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yet. It's, it's hard to describe with her. It's interesting with Bozer. I almost feel like he's become just like the the, the multi-purpose tool for a plot. Like if the, we, if we oh, need something the to word? happen. The deus ex machina. Is that yeah. what it is? Like kind of like the go-to. If we need something this, he's doing it. Yeah, he, he was doing everything this yeah, episode. Like he just happens to know this. Or he has this obscure like fact yeah. in his head and he happens to know about it. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, all right. I mean... I guess we complained enough about him, you know, not being there. Yes, and now he's now we've got what we wanted, yeah, and now we're still not happy. I guess, yeah, that's typical of, of of fans of shows like this. Yeah, I mean, and like so, like this episode, I still don't know how I feel about. It. I, I'm not really on the Maddie Weber bandwagon yet. Yeah, I was not either. I, I yeah, I don't know. I, there's something that's it's just not gelling with me. With well, it. what I will say is the one thing, and last episode, uh, it, she has a bunch of evaluations with the whole core team, mm-hmm. and she. But the last one that she has is with MacGyver, and she's not a huge fan of the way MacGyver improvises in the field. Yeah, thinks that's reckless. Uh, think that's you know the, the people that do that end up yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. was interesting, not to, to jump to the end of the episode, but since we're talking about that one thing, I didn't really feel this as a MacGyver episode. Like, I don't mean the show MacGyver, yeah. I mean Mac himself. He seemed kind of like, it seemed like a Jack episode. 
even though the killer had nothing to do with Jack personally. Yeah. He was the driving force in this episode, I felt. I felt a bunch of bigger... And so when, at the end, when she talked about Mac and his this and that, helping the team and this and... And I was just kind of like, well, yeah, he was there, but I, I, I don't know. He just didn't feel as important as integral to the scene or, or the focus of the episode no it, it felt weird uh, having Mac do his thing in, in a different sort of genre so to speak yeah yeah that was it's, it's a, it was definitely different for the show this whole now you said you didn't care for it I actually liked it really yeah I don't know it just like I felt like I don't because I'm all up for like a show kind of tweaking its formula right, you never right. want to get it too repetitive where you can yeah. get ahead of the plot but I don't know if it like this one just and as much as I always like oh, oh, I've always been intrigued by the Zodiac Killer and seeing the, the David Fincher film and Did reading he? about yeah that. so now speaking of that because I remember the film and I don't know enough about the actual Zodiac Killer but that mask is that a, a, is that what he wore that like shopping bag thing I, I don't I, remember that from the movie I don't remember that at all like that and I don't remember that to me I that's I, I should have looked up before we came on today but I was just like. Is that what he wore? Because I don't remember. It stood out to me with that giant, like, <laughs> square bag on his head. But the glasses, too. Don't he, he, I re- he, he did wreck, wear the glasses. Yeah, I do glasses. remember that. And I don't think the symbol was as pronounced on his jacket. But I know that was his symbol. Yeah. But yeah, it's I just, don't know. I wasn't there. Um, so to jump back to my one thought about Maddie Weber, as we'll get to this episode, but there's that one scene where he's going to uh, try to lift up the other uh, dust to uncover the yep. footprint. Mm-hmm. And she just starts, like, stopping him. Like, stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have to explain to me what you're doing, and I was like, "This seems a killer." Like where he, <laughs> yeah. she it's was just like, you know, like the brakes on everything. Yes, I'm like, oh my gosh, man, yeah, yeah. please, this is killing me with this. Yeah, yeah, but I guess I, I think they were just trying to show that this uh, girl is not used to, like Thornton recruited him for this, so yeah. she knew what she was getting. This is a girl who, a woman, Maddie, is kind of like a, a you know, ballsy, no nonsense girl who's like dealt with like uh, Dalton type characters true the, the militaristic you know and here's Mac who's kind of this oddball so I think they're just trying to show that but I don't think we needed it but you know it's like I feel like Mac's track record speaks for itself yeah, yeah. and so for her to say like you know you've been lucky so far but lucky people end up getting killed like well you know uh, is he lucky He's, they, didn't they in this movie list off everything they've already done they like stopped the new uh, the virus from being released saved this and that and they were like listing off the resume and I'm just like yeah they got a good track record yeah so maybe just give this guy the benefit of the doubt yeah so she seems to seem to start warming mm-hmm. up but what this is interesting for me uh, being that she's a, a di- person of different stature was the way that they filmed the episode because you've got to take that into account your, your director of photography it has to account for that because when you've got people in the scenes with her, that's a different. You can't use the same camera angles and camera lenses that you would do for someone that were of the same height. That's, I mean, a lot of times when you're putting people on Apple boxes, you know, even if that's just a couple inches different. Yeah. But she's a good couple feet shorter than some of those guys. So, but the way they framed it, and every time they had everyone sitting a lot, mm-hmm. and she would be standing next to them. But and when you take it out of context, it's like, oh, it looks you couldn't tell. So I, I, I was, it's very interesting for me to see a film. I, I, this is the first series, aside, I guess, from Seinfeld, when they had, uh, I think his name is Danny Woodburn on there, um, a lot on the show, that I've seen a little person in a prominent role like this that's a series regular. So it's uh, it's a cool from a filmmaking standpoint to watch it, to see how they change it and adapt and how it really doesn't affect it at all. And, like, this is really, like, her third episode in. So yeah. we've got, like, the, the new Thornton. 
Uh, and she's certainly much more pricklier than... Uh, Prick, that's a yes. good word. Pricklier. That is a very good word. Than Thornton was. And so, I mean, I guess like an episode like this is supposed to maybe show a little bit of the softer side. Like, she's, you know, she's a godmother. Yeah. Uh, she's been in this situation where her goddaughter's now been killed and her boyfriend. And she right. needs help kind of, you know, trying to get some answers to what's happened. Yeah, yeah. But I also feel like I don't feel any more... Like, I didn't come away from this episode going... Man, I get. I, I feel much more empathetic towards Maddie Weber now. I, I don't. That's yet. that's that leads me to what I was saying. It's like I just don't know if it's the dialogue she's been given or if I don't know. Maybe we'll have to warm up. Yeah, we'll uh, see what happens. Uh, so we do start the episode off with Maddie's goddaughter and her boyfriend talking in a park. Uh, she just got a, a scholarship. Uh, she's going to be heading off when all of a sudden a car pulls up and a person uh, very much resembling the Zodiac murders comes out and kills the two of them. Mm. Uh, and then, then we just have a nice little throwaway moment, as we always do, over the Phoenix Foundation, where Mac and Poser are building a robot. Yeah, we're building a Terminator robot. Yeah. I was like, okay. And uh, we get Jack just not really liking the idea of robotics, man. It just uh, lays a smackdown on that robot when it pops <laughs> up. That I don't know about that scene. That scene didn't. I was like, man, that just felt a little too corny for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's a, something about the show sometimes. It hits sometimes on all cylinders, and other times it just... I think they're just, you know, they've got 60 some odd pages of script to fill and they feel like they need to add something. I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, because I, like if you think of, I mean, and certainly a, a I, totally different format, but like the X Files, they do their, their monster of the week, but then sometimes they kind of break something and do like more of a humorous episode, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose or something like that. Uh, I, I did like seeing Mac doing stuff in the foundation somewhere. Like he wasn't just popping in for missions, he was, had a workshop or whatever. And I, I did sure. like that. But um, okay, he's building a robot. And it's kind of <laughs> yeah. unless that ro- I, I I can only hope that robot plays into promise oh, something later in the season. Yeah. Now it's time, Bozer, activate the robot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Maddie that does call them in though and tells them all about what's happened with their goddaughter right. and that uh, that she's going to go up to San Francisco and she could really use the team out. It's not a sanctioned mission. No. Nope. Uh, in she fact, can, you can say no if you want. Yeah. I given the fact I mean who's going to say no no I mean you know one she's your new boss so you want to look good but then also I mean it's somebody that's actually lost a family member yeah yeah so uh, yeah of course you're going to go help so they go up to San Francisco and it turns out though that Bozer uh, he knows quite a bit about the Zodiac murders his his convenient Uh, plot knowledge of course he does yes (laughs) Uh, so he starts bringing in a lot of the background that they'll need to kind of get more information which it I mean, I guess I don't know. I, you know, as much as I'm interested by that, I guess I couldn't name all the specific people that were involved in the right. that, no, that I were don't. killed, yeah. dates, things like that. But I also feel like at least I have like a general like, – it seemed like the Jack, who should have an idea about this. I mean, he was probably alive or you know, yeah. when these things happened. I mean, like, he seemed like he was like, what are these what I have murders? I'm like, Jack, how do you not know yeah. at least some details about this? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, they go up, and uh, uh, we have them at the wake, uh, meeting uh, mm-hmm. the goddaughter's mother. The mother. Yep. Uh, and then we find out, uh, it, they get led on in like kind of a bit of a goose chase, and they kind of get the idea that, uh, that perhaps that copycat killer is involved. Right. That was kind of when they start talking about that. I'm like, okay, all right. That happens a lot. You hear about copycats and stuff in, in movies. and uh, I wasn't. I will say this. I wasn't sure throughout the episode if it was – because they had – they had hypothesized that maybe because of the right age, mm-hmm. where he would be and, and stuff like that, could be the same guy. 
I was like, oh, because they never did kill. I don't think they, they never did find the Zodiac killer. He's never been caught. Very true. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. So, yeah, it, it was an interesting choice. Very. I, I'm curious why they went with this, but yeah, so it was something different. True, but I also feel like this is like that you never really see like when you like you mentioned the idea of like oh maybe the, the Zodiac killer is still alive and well right. right now in 2017 and he's still killing. Now he's got a thirst for it and he's back out doing yeah, it some yeah. more. I, you know, would a show be that daring to then just say like, you know what? Yes, we're just gonna we're gonna pick a name of somebody that may have been around in the active investigation back then that could still be alive now oh, and, okay, and say saying. that they are the Zodiac murderer. Oh, okay, uh, would that yeah, have been interesting? I, I didn't even think about that. I don't know because you couldn't make it with just like a fake name of somebody that that was that had never that been brought never, in the investigation. Yeah, yeah that would seem so weird to me. Yeah, this isn't. It was interesting that they went with a real killer. They could have created something. Yeah. But they didn't. Because so, I think I would have been more interested in, like, I think the idea of the Zodiac Killer coming back out in 2017, like, right. doing that, maybe may been a little bit more ridiculous, an older man like that. Yeah. But also maybe, like, interesting. Just yeah. the show decided, like, all right, we're just going to pick a name and do this. But then how does, when you're dealing with real people, right, right, right. how do you, <laughs> how do you react to that? Some <laughs> poor guy know. in his 70s getting called oh, out, God. like, you're the Zodiac murderer. That's what we think. Yeah. Ugh. Deal with the guy. Yeah. What's interesting, too, when you're dealing with something like this, Bet being Zodiac Killer, I thought he was in the seventies, but they mentioned he started in the sixties. But I thought he was the seventies too. Um, but anyway, I think probably started both. Which is technology nowadays. This show relies so much on Riley and that computer and laptop stuff. Nothing she can't do, and it just seems like such a cop out sometimes. It, yeah, it just. Like she's always on the computer. Oh, I've already got this going. Here's this. Here's this. We'll check on eBay. Here's this. Here's this. And I guess I kind of miss the old school MacGyver where they really didn't. They didn't have computers. They weren't really. Or if they did, they were the size of this room we're in right now. Yeah. So I think, but you can't not address it. You can't not use it. It's it's part of culture now. But I think, I don't know. Nowadays with computers, it's kind of. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. You know, yeah. there's so much computer stuff in this that she's solving this and that and his computer, then this and you know. I mean, I guess that in one way that can speed up aspects of the story. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. That would you would you rather see a scene of those things being quickly brought up and addressed and either acted on, or would you rather see them doing the active here's, investigation? Here's a good example. Then I guess I should say twenty four uses computers, but it didn't doesn't ever feel like a crutch. Even one of their main Chloe, you know, one of the greatest kind of computer technicians on television, mm-hmm. that character-wise. But it never felt like this, epi- like this the way this is show is written with, with with Riley and that computer and a couple keystrokes and it's solved. True. It, it just, it, it just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I can't speak for if it's if it's the net the the show is using it because it's time constraints and they got to move point A to point B to point C. But twenty four. I never felt watching it. Oh, here, was, here she goes on the computer again, solving this problem. I mean, I guess the luxury of that is it's 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 told as a, essentially in real time, so you could take your the real yeah. amount of time it takes okay. to do that, and, and it doesn't that's seem like you're, the answer right there. Yeah, yeah, it just seems like I think they could cut back cause so much of that computer stuff. It just you know because it's it's a, a, an actor sitting in front of a screen. We're we're disconnected from it to me. Yeah, it's. I don't know how I feel about like the times when Riley's out in the field with them. Even if she she has a computer, she's doing stuff is more engaging than yes. when she's isolated maybe, maybe and she's sitting in a hotel room somewhere. Maybe that's what it is. She doesn't have. 
it's not like an op center. Yes. Where there's lots of technicians and she's part of like a think tank. Because Phoenix Foundation is a think tank. So I'm sure they've got the level where there's all people on computers and this and that. But it's always her in one room looking at one little screen. It just, I don't know, just... Again, I, that's this could be, could be so petty by me, you know. I, I don't know, <laughs> but that makes me want to have an episode told from the perspective of other members of the Phoenix Foundation and what they really think of MacGyver and the rest of the team. Like, who's this Riley lady that never has to hang down here when us yeah. with her cubes? She's always up in this office doing stuff, right? Well, she, she hasn't sat her cube Look in months. Look at this months. thing. Look at it. dead dirt. She thinks you mind if I take that coffee mug? <laughs> Riley's always no. Yeah, she's yeah. never at her desk. Who's this guy Bozer? He just comes right in, and all of a sudden, like he's he's going out on missions. <laughs> What's going on? And this weird robot creeping me out. It just sits there. <laughs> it just <laughs> at her desk. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, so uh, we figured like there could be a copycat killer. Yeah. Uh, I, do, I do like Bozer comparing the new letters with the originals, and it, it's a match. But mm-hmm. I do like the revela- rev- uh, revelation later that. It's an exact match, meaning that this copycat killer scanned in the original that letters like. made his own font. The fact that as you get older, your handwriting is not the same. I thought that was cool. That was unique. Let's do, I mean, mine is just basically just like my, just line, just lines. My handwriting is atrocious. It is. Uh, atrocious. My signature, when I have to sign, it's boring. <laughs> I, I've, I've even got to the point like... I'll be down doing something. I'll have to sketch notes for myself to either remind something or I'm you know, working on something. I want to write something down. And I write it. And as I'm writing it, I'm going, oh, my God, this is terrible. I'm not going to remember this in a couple hours, what this is, if I don't start correcting <laughs> this. But I just keep going. And then sure enough, two days later, I'm like, what the fuck? Can I just, what am I writing here? What is this? <laughs> what does this even mean? God, it's terrible. Terrible. I, oh. <laughs> Grown man. And I, I learn. You know, nowadays kids that probably in school is a little different, you know. But yeah. I had to learn, you know, cursive. Yeah. What c- cursive and what's non-cursive called? What, yeah, not I've free, heard, not freehand. Um, cursive and st- straight, straight line, straight line. I don't know what it's called. It's there's terrible. a there's a term for yeah. it. Uh, but we had to learn the two of them. But I've uh, rumor is word on the street. Oh. As I mentioned, that they're no longer teaching cursive in school. I don't know if that's actually true or not. But it'd be weird to think of cursive. Penmanship is a dying art. I think that sucks. I was always envious of anybody that uh, like studied architecture and had that great lettering. Or calligraphy. Oh. All those people that can write calligraphy. So easily. Man. Oh, I was always envious of the pe- any, any architecture really? student. They're writing. Cur- I mean, I guess it's... I guess it is a dying art. You know, email and everything. Yeah. I like sending letters still. I still have letters. Oh, yeah. Uh, this this desk looking emp- awfully empty. There's no correspondence coming this way. <laughs> no correspondence. Yeah. Just, you know, I just, you know, maybe a letter if you want to slap me one next one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just some thoughts you've had during the week. Just yeah. share them with me in a letter form. Uh, so we do have one misdirect because we have Bozer getting in the taxi. And I thought the way they set it up that it was going to be like. Yes. And I, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but I think he had gloves on. And they never showed his face. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh, here we go. It's like, uh-oh, way to go, Bozer. Yeah. That's it. See you and later, they, buddy. Like, Because that was to me, he walks out, and he's like, cab comes right up. I was yeah. like, there was no one on that street. There are no <laughs> cabs going by. But, you know, he, that, and that's what made me think. It's like, oh, oh, here we go. Uh, oh, wait, going back, though, do we... So they went into that one place, that apartment, and they yes. found the squatter there. Yes. They and found he, the squatter. he kind of listed off that the Zodiac is 70s, old, walks the limp, this and that. 
Yeah. Which uh, kind of strengthened their resolve that, oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. And then that's also when they used the uh, uh, Mac fine bu- bu- busted out his, uh, his like, sucking up the dust from the, uh, the footprint. Yes. To be able to kind of figure out it's a boot that somebody like the Zodiac was known to have worn. Ten and a half shoe. That they went and found and sold on eBay to yeah. only a certain amount of people. Which, okay, I believe that. Now, do we, I'm trying to remember in the episode, is this before or after they're sitting in the car staking the place out? Because uh, that moment led to my favorite moment of the entire episode. Okay, go ahead. Where they're sitting in the car, the guy comes knocking on the door, he's like, oh, yeah. let her, and back, er, he just pulls the gun on him. <laughs> I loved that. That, to me, <laughs> was so good. This his reaction when he gets those moments like that. You, you we walk up to a car in the middle of the night with two guys in it. What are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. But then their interview. But this this was the scene that did not ring true to me. Was then they've got that poor guy. You know, hey, I they pay me a hundred bucks. I, I you know, and then he's like chained and Maddie's giving him like the the, the water torture almost. They're going to waterboard this poor guy. Yeah. It's like this didn't see. I come. No, that's and, and that guy looks strung out at this point. I'm like, this didn't. This is not he'd be standing or sitting in the room, and they'd be walking, talking over him, not basically chained to a chair. Yeah, getting a tenth degree from Maddie. I was like, ah, that was that scene, and again, it leads to the way I feel with her being. She's playing tough. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? What is? Yeah, I get you're upset and you're stressed because this is a family member and you're going to do everything you can, but it just didn't seem right. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it I seems digress. well, no, because I can understand that. But just because, as we're talking about her stature and stuff, there's something like Thornton could come in and just stand there and be imposing. Yeah, because you also feel like just you know height wise, she would be able to probably. She's a tall woman. Tall woman, and could yeah. take this person. You know, giving her her, her her probably her fighting her fighting background or training. Yeah. yeah, that I could easily you know mop the floor with somebody. But you have somebody like Maddie. Uh, tougher for her to be in, in a fight sequence, I think. And make it I would convincing. think so. Yes. Would, that's that would be interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Maybe I, they will. So I feel like it, then does that become like so she can't really do that. So see, she has to just talk up the I tough crap. I think for part. her, it worked really good in her first appearance because for the whole episode they built her up. Mm-hmm. So when she finally came in, she had the baggage that we had as a ballbuster. But that was for you know Dalton had spent years under her working with her. Um, but now for people that don't know her, like this guy being interrogated, I, I don't. I don't know. And we do come out of uh, last week's episode for the evaluations that the person that was probably what it seemed like Mac and Bozer were probably most nervous, especially Bozer given his tenuous yes, know, yes, yes. employment at the Phoenix Foundation, is probably the one that uh, Maddie likes the best. So, yeah. Because uh, mm. he was able to speak truth to power, and Maddie liked that. So, uh, Bozer being Bozer said, you know, I think you're wrong. Because I have this, this convenient plot knowledge in this <laughs> episode that will help you save the day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, Mac does his thing after uh, you know, Maddie wants him to like, stop and explain every single thing that you're doing to me. All right, we're wasting precious time, but okay. <laughs> uh, All right. Great. Uh, they they end up uh, tracking it down to uh, the, the, the address of this person that supposedly received this boot, these boots yeah. uh, that the Zodiac Killer had. And they look at the house, and it's like seems like very Leave it to Beaver. Yes. What did they say? Is we were expecting seven, but we got Leave it to Beaver. Yes. That's kind of cool. And what was nice to see, like, Jack get the uh, like the light bulb going off in his head. But he did, but he's like, hold on, I'm doing that thing. And they're like, you're thinking? He's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> they, they sometimes make him so stupid. Yes. And he's not. He's he's survived as long as he can. You know, he's the street smarts guy. Yeah. But it was nice to see him having that right, moment right. as opposed to, like, always feeling like... And again, that was almost one of those ones where MacGyver would figure it out. But 
Jack really seemed at the forefront of this episode a lot. Which yeah. I, which I liked. I like his characters, especially in this episode. And what was interesting is that when Matt gets the idea of like taking the Wi Fi router and kind of coming up with this kind <laughs> of like almost like sonar sense. Right, 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 right. Uh, Maddie doesn't stop him from like, what are you doing? You're tearing apart this guy's, you know, all this yeah. equipment here. Break down exactly what you're doing to me. No explanation the second time around. Yeah. Uh, he's just doing his thing and, and he finds out that there's a hidden room in there. There was? Yeah. Uh, full of a, a treasure trove. Of, but uh, photocopied stuff, not yes the originals, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, and still, this, yeah, gives you up in the air about like, is it the real Zodiac? Is it still a copycat? Mm-hmm. What's the deal? Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, and then we, uh, as uh, Riley's tracking down the uh, the copycat, uh, she puts the headphones on to get to work, and she's like, All right. in the hotel room on her computer. I'm like, oh. like you know, you know, nobody else is in the room. You you could play your music right now and it'd be fine. Yeah, like it's, it's true. You're not interrupting. Nah, she's one of those people. She needs her, she needs the headphones on. Do you? Do you? I don't. But yeah. Well, I mean, would you? Do you put the headphones on if you're doing anything? I mean, other than like if you're at the gym or you're working out or something, headphones might be worth worth it. But if you're just at home on the computer and no. doing something, would you put? But it's and it's again. I, I'm not one of those people. But there are people that love those giant headphones. <laughs> I use the little Apple Buds. Yeah, for my headphones. People with those giant bows, like you know, giant. So soup cans on their sides of their heads. They look. Oh, the sound is so good. I'm okay. Good. Yeah, I don't get it. No, no, no. Uh so then he guys coming in the door. Yes. Ah, but they they cheat. They cheated. We didn't get to see how he um gets through it. Yeah, because he had the chain on it. Yes. But I've seen um videos. It's not the chain. You don't know in a hotel. They've got the the lever that flips oh, over right. it. Yeah. I've seen in videos how people get in. They break through those. Not break through, but they're able to like. Put something in there and it unhooks it. It's a very simple to get out of those. Oh, really? Yeah, I've seen that done. Oh, well, I guess I so was expecting that, to but they, yeah, but they use the chain. So I'm just like, ah, oh, well, they cheated it. We didn't get to see it. Yeah, uh, and then we see it from like her, uh, from his perspective, like yeah. kind of cl- getting closer and closer, and then she gets abducted by. I like the him in the in the laptop screen. That was kind of cool. It's yeah, freaky. Uh, she got you abducted. Him. She, yep, uh, abducted. Uh, leaves a letter behind though. Yes, he does. Yeah. For them to find out. Yes. Because uh, Bozo does make it successfully back, but there is like that, those cigarette butts. Right, right, right. Strewn right out there in front. Yeah. So, and then, so then they're, I'm trying to think and remember what happened with, how, how do they decide, so they get back together, and then who was it now, because Riley's gone, that finds that they, they the who was on the laptop screen pulling it up was it Bozer because they're trying to locate the film yeah like, and so they she decided that the film was the one that, Mac the actually got onto it was uh, but okay. Bozer because he the was the unlocked it he yeah. he's like ah, I'm the creepy guy that was pretty funny that scene yeah. was pretty funny because they're all like dude how do you know because you're standing next to her? that's kind of creepy dude yeah he's like alright creepy guy yeah. like, that, that was pretty funny just getting your creep on man it came right. in handy this time it did uh, but yeah, but they're able to uh, pull up the information for the searches that she was doing, mm-hmm. and uh, Mac figures that like a good location for this person could be hiding out in his next to a movie theater because right. original Zodiac Killer was originally uh, like passionate about films. He's very, and everything they've established this entire episode is it's either the guy or it's a copycat. But the copycat is so good, he's doing everything that the original would do. Yeah, so down to the boots and everything like that. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so uh, we they uh, and they also find some information on uh, Orwell as well. Who ended up dying? Uh, passed away. He was the guy that had the, was the owner of the house. Yes. So they, they kind of eliminated like a him. slumlord kind of yeah. deal. Yeah. Uh, so I eliminated him. Uh, but then uh, they figure out the stuff about the lettering. Uh, Mac figures out the copycat is at a movie theater, and then the copycat's talking to Riley. And I do like Riley says, "You can just let me go. I haven't seen your face." 
<laughs> uh, you did now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right, all right. That'll show you, huh? Uh, but you can't pull uh, you can't pull the trigger on Riley because, as Riley says, you're not doing it like there's and no like murder that. like this. Yeah, I like that 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 she was smart enough to call his bluff. You know, he, yeah. he's so strict on the rules, he's not going to break them right now, which was kind of cool. Bought himself some time. Yeah, being a little slave to that ritual there. Uh, and so Mac and Jack, the creator distraction, just get one of the film canisters and set that it on fire. That was pretty cool because you poured like a chemical on it. I don't know if it was a processing like um, what's that stuff called the the processing fluid. It oh yeah. Like. Because they had all the film stuff around. That was kind of cool. It rolled and exploded. That took a while for that thing to roll down. And I figured, like, yeah. wouldn't there would be no reaction by the, the Zodiac Killer, like, hearing something rolling down <laughs> the hall? <laughs> yeah, like the what aisle. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until it exploded. Right. Like, oh, all right. I better get out of here. Yeah. Uh, what I do like, though, is that it's Ryla that takes him down. Yes. I did like that. Yeah, because they're chasing him. Yeah. Um, so, we get the point where we talk about the reveal. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you think it was that guy? Ah. Uh, no, no. Which is okay. I, I'm of two thoughts of it. One, I didn't think it at all because when we met him earlier, if they could have gone two ways with it, they could have gone with what they went with, or they could have gone with a more well-known actor. Mm-hmm. But if they went that route, because it was a good part, it was a great part. If they went that route, when he's first the the guy just slumming, you're like, ah, oh, this is too big a name an actor. Yeah, it kind of to can't have him do. in this little part. So okay, he's gonna come back. But then went the opposite way, and then because I, I, I looked up this actor, I've never seen him before. But he, I guess, had done like four years on Young and the Restless, uh-huh. like nine hundred episodes, and he had, he he's worked in a lot of different shows. So I think to the casting, he was a good, you know, he's a working actor that's been around, but not big but, enough. But we don't know him; we've never seen him, you know. Uh, so it worked for me. It, it was they could have gone the other way, but that would have blown it. Kind of yeah. like a Kevin Spacey thing. Gotcha. In, in Seven. Yes. You never saw Kevin Spacey's face, but if you did seen it earlier, you would have been. it would have ruined the big reveal at the end. Yeah. Where if this was like, if you saw a famous actor or someone that you constantly see on TV in this slumming, you know, hanging out as a bum, <laughs> you're like, mm, okay, where's he going to pop up again? He's yeah. the bad guy. That's Noah Wiley doing in this episode. Yeah, What's going on? yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, if Noah Wiley was the bum. <laughs> um... Uh, we do find out, though, that uh, it was the homeless guy, of course, and it right. was Orwell's son, Wyatt. Yeah, who's been kind of living off his dad's resources and, and kind of slumming in his different places. Which yeah. Is, okay. Uh, and they do realize, because while he was, right before he was getting into discussions with Riley, he was on the phone with somebody. And they're trying to figure out, who's this person that he's speaking to? Yeah. And they track it down to somebody in Hawaii. And this is what I like after this. I think you and I are on the same page. Go for it. You go. Uh, where uh, Dalton says, you know, I got an old buddy on the island right there. Let me reach out to him. And then, of course, Maddie stops it from that. I'm like, all right. Yeah. He interrupts it for a second. Right. She's like, oh, all right. But, uh, of course, we're talking about Hawaii Five-0. Okay. So you were on the same page. Yes. I think that was cool. That was awesome. Yes. I, 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 I was like, oh. I don't. I don't know the guy, the main character's name on Hawaii Five O. Uh, it's uh, Alex uh, Laughlin. Yes, uh, it's McGarrett. D- Dano, Bookham Dano. He's the other guy. Yes, but uh, that to me was fantastic. I loved that. I, I, Steve I, McGarrett. I don't think we needed the name because we both got it. We both, you know, picked up on it. Yeah, and um, uh, March tenth, they're doing the big crossover. MacGyver and Hawaii Five O. Is that at the very end of the episode? No, it wasn't. Uh, I read, that? I read I that last that. week uh, that it's going to be happening. They're doing a big crossover between oh, the two. Oh, so it was set up anyway. Yeah, but it's actually, I, I, which I, it's not going to be with uh, McGarrett or uh, 
uh, Book and Dano. It's going to be with uh, Daniel, Day, D- Daniel Day, Kim, and Linda Park will be the two that are going to okay. be starring on the episode, which is still cool. Yeah, but... you see, now I didn't know that going into this, and I love that they kind of name-dropped in somewhat of a way Hawaii Five O. Yes. I love the fact that they're in that same universe now. That I think so that's cool. fantastic. That, to me, is that, that kind of stuff is cool. I love that. And what I like is that the ratings, at least you know, the last several weeks, uh, Hawaii Five O has been doing really well in the ratings. So I feel like at, at least one more season is in the cards. For so, Wi Fi, uh, yeah, I think, oh, so, I think so. And I feel like McGavar is going to get at least one more season for sure. So, well, it got the, it got picked up for another one. Oh, nice. Oh, did it already for oh, a second yeah. season? Didn't it? I know it I got picked sworn. up for a full season, but I don't know I if I could have got... sworn. I'm going to look that up for you guys, but I could have sworn they got a second season. Oh, if they did, that's great. Because you then, keep talking, I'm going to look it up right uh, now. For I feel us like then. then that extends the possibility of actually seeing uh, McGarrett. Yeah, McGarrett. Yeah, let me. I could have sworn they got it. I'm going to look at it right now for you guys. I apologize. So, yeah, that would be cool to see Alex O'Loughlin and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on the show and have the two of them. So, But regardless, I'll still take a chance for the... To just establish that those two universes are one and the same is very cool. Yeah, uh, I think that's great. Yeah, so, of course, he's going to give his... Uh, well, I guess that call is going to happen at some point. He's going to give his buddy... Uh, Who's in Hawaii on a task force could call. But uh, then Mehdi uh, then thanks everybody, but then talks to uh, Mac and says, you know, I have some real concerns about the way you work in the field, but appreciates what he did. Yeah. Uh, you, it is a full season pickup. We don't know about a, a, a second season yet. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I think it's going to get one. It's got, it still pulls great numbers. Yeah. It's still pulling really nice numbers for them. So I, I can see that coming back. I can see the same lineup. Uh, Mac, oh MacGyver, Hawaii Five O, Blue Bloods. Again, yeah, it's next a good season. Lead-in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it ended, you know, um, like you'd said, she's kind of on board with him and his his ways. Yeah, right? yeah. I guess, you know, it's like... Which I think, I'm, I kind of like, well, what are you going to do, fire him? Yeah. No, he gets results. He's un- he's an orthodox. True. But yeah, because it's one of those things like, it feels weird to have uh, a superior have this kind of point of view because... The name of the show is MacGyver. Right. So MacGyver knows what he does. He, he improvises. Right. He plays off the cuff, but he succeeds. Uh, so I, it feels weird to have somebody saying, like, I don't know if I like the way that you do this. And his track record, because he's the hero of the show. Yeah. He's, I just wish. I think we need a, a better sense of what the, the Phoenix Foundation is. And are there other teams? Are there other units out there where they're more straight-laced? Mm-hmm. Max and... Mac and uh, Jax is kind of like the oddball. They're gotcha, like another counterpart where that version of MacGyver is much more straight by the rules and you know, yeah. follows procedure. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you I need don't to know. See. I don't know the 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 um the the, the parameters of this Phoenix Foundation because I know in that one episode when they when his ex was in it and they were at the church, mm-hmm. they noticed or the hotel and they noticed the guys coming in and like, oh, that's our team. So they have a whole SWAT unit type unit in the foundation so they've got that kind of military backup i just i don't know if they're like you said is there a computer room with all technicians and you know speaking yeah. to different units it would be cool I if they know. did an episode where uh jack and mac had to pair off with another kind of like their another fellow version of them in the phoenix foundation it was more oh. straight laced yeah yeah and then just and they had to switch partners so you know oh. jack is with the straight laced macgyver macgyver's with the straight laced jack idea. yeah and just so you can see how they compare and contrast with yeah, other that's a good like, idea yeah so now we can understand like how odd and how right. you know how different they are from everybody else. Because then you're right. I feel like I like all right now. I understand why she has that problem. Yes, but otherwise I'm thinking like, well, he's never really going to fail. She, yeah, she seems like the kind of girl, Maddie, 
that she does her research, she would not come in this blind. She would know what the team she's getting is involved in. Yeah. She could say up front, like, hey, look, I, I've read the dossiers. I, I've, got, I've got all your mission logs. I don't understand what you do, but you get results. So, you know, I'm going to keep you on a short leash until I'm comfortable with it. But, uh, all right. Yeah. That, that would seem to me make more sense. Because this the second guessing. And I, I was like, lady, look, I, I, you're, you're slowing us down. Just let, let me work. Yeah, because the option is what they have MacGyver blow it one mission, and as she said last episode, if you if you ever screw up, then the word improvisation drops out of your vocabulary. So then that's not a show you want to watch. Where MacGyver he's has not to just good with a gun. Yeah, and he just plays by the rules. That's not a show you want to watch. So like yeah, so that's... by by that sense, he's he's never going to screw up. So like this seems like a a, a terrible dead end. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where this is going to go. Uh, but as we wrap up, uh, any final thoughts about the episode? I did like it, and now the more talking with you, I don't know if I like it as much. Oh, I did like it. Um, you know, I'm always maybe I'm, maybe it was just because I knew it was what type of episode it was. The being the friend or someone in the team needs help outside of mission parameter, outside of the scope of what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I knew that episode was going to come sometime at some point. I, I thought it was going to be Riley. I thought Riley like some bad seed from her past is going to need be caught in some kind of you know his former cohorts are going to kill him if he doesn't pull off this job and she's got to help him and she has to have the team help to pull off some kind of gotcha. criminal enterprise that's what i was expecting not to have the lead girl which kind of turned it on its head you know yeah it's uh, i mean i'm all up for shows kind of tweaking their format and exploring yeah. different storytelling potential uh or possibilities but i just wish this one had been just a little bit better executed. I just felt like uh, it just didn't quite grab me as much as I hoped it would have. Okay. But, uh, you know, it's just one episode, you know? I yeah. feel like even if it wasn't my cup of tea, I'm sure it was many others people satisfied with it. Or maybe they, the, the producers and the writers kind of yeah. saw what worked and what didn't work about approaching something like this. And the next time they try something like this, they can make sure everything's firing in all cylinders. Yeah. Uh, why don't we do a quick round of predictions before we get the heck out of here? All right. Your After Buzz TV predictions. You go first. Well, I, as nice. I mentioned, March 10th, we're doing a nice crossover yeah. with uh, Hawaii Five O. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Now, are they coming to... They're going to Hawaii. Oh. Yeah, Mac and Jack. Okay. Heading to Hawaii. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that'll be really cool. So I mentioned you're hanging out in the Hawaii Five O sets. Yeah. That'll be cool. I'm all down for that. And that show films in Hawaii. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure people know that, but I, that was something I didn't know until uh, last year when I started getting auditions for the show. It shoots in Hawaii. The whole thing. Yeah. Everything. And interesting, like, well, uh, like, that's really cool. Uh, like Alex O'Loughlin just talking about, like, just like the strain that that can, after years and the years strain and strain of shooting in Hawaii? Yeah. The strain? Well, just if you start, like, trying to live back here on the, on the state side, uh, you know, and then having to travel to Hawaii and shoot. It's oh, either, yeah. It's got to suck. Yeah. It's got to suck, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> well, nine months out of the year living in Hawaii. Come on now. Well, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. If you've got a family, that's probably, you know, into the family, if your wife or whatever works, that's got to be suck. That's got to suck. Way to have feign empathy. Uh, like well, that, yeah, it is very feign empathy with me with my one dog. That would suck, though, for me because I don't think I could bring my dog. I don't think you can transport animals to Hawaii. I wish you were I, living there. I can imagine I, I, if you decided to be a resident, they. You I know would you be able can't to. bring them because I have friends that work in Japan. You can't bring an animal. It's just something about traveling with the the animals. You can't. Yeah. But I don't know if because uh, Hawaii not part of the continental United States. I don't know if the same laws apply. I would. Ho- I would think since it is part of the still part of the United States. Yeah, but I, 
I don't know the rules. And that would suck. That would suck for me. As long as it's not a snake, I think you're okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I, the one thing I'm curious about, though, is that, I mean, we kind of, are we going to see any more resolution with uh, this opposite uh, uh, organization that they've been going up against? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, are we going to be seeing Murdoch? Are the, we going to do any follow-up with MacGyver's father? This was a this was complete standalone. We got mm-hmm. none of that other stuff ever hinted yeah. at, which is cool. I mean. No, I mean, you know, we still got, you know, I guess like a couple more months uh, worth of episodes. How many more episodes we got? We got. This is episode 15, so, so if it's 22, seven. seven yeah. So. Uh, I figure at least you know, yeah they've got to yeah you know, Murdoch's got to appear well, they, at least they one they have got to be thinking right now well I shouldn't say that because right now we're getting ready for pilot season some pilots are already starting to cast CBS you know I'm sure they've got their picks for what they want to pi- shoot pilots for and that's always like they always look at their schedule like okay we've got this is not performing well but these shows we want to green light for pilots maybe we can drop that so I think that's all probably nebulous right now um, as far as because the finale is it going to be a season finale? Is it going to be a show finale? I think it's going to be. Know? I think it's going to be a season. I think it's a season. I think it'll come back. I honestly, if not a full season, they'll get a half season order. Odds are that it's a cliffhanger. Oh yeah. Okay. You feel a hundred? Sure. Oh yeah. Or? Yeah. It's coming back one way or the other. It's either going to get another full twenty-two or it's going to get like eleven. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, it's coming back. I feel, I feel like it's got to be a cool it just, cliffhanger. It, it just gets strong numbers. Yeah. You know, it, ha- it pulls strong numbers. And it's a good lead-in for Hawaii Five-0, which does well for them. That's true. Yeah. We need more crossovers between the two of them. And then we also, since they've crossed over with NCIS, then we yeah, can have yeah, a huge, yeah, it's huge all, universe. It, so it is part of the universe, which is really cool. It's like the CBS version of, you know, inter- like the DC Marvel Universe. There you go. There yeah, it's all interconnected. The CBS universe. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the MacGyver After Show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, but, you know, the fun doesn't start here. It doesn't start here. It doesn't, doesn't start, start here. It doesn't stop here either, no, though. It <laughs> kind of just happens. Uh, you know, you can like us on, on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat, sharing your thoughts about this show. Uh, if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show is over, if you want to just uh, talk to Mike about, you know, how awesome he is on Jane the Virgin. <laughs> Mike, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Mike Kalinowski on Twitter. Uh, Jane the Virgin. I my first episode airs tomorrow night, Monday the thirteenth. I make my appearance on the show. Yes. Uh, so I'm on it right now. So we'll see. I've filmed a couple episodes so far, uh, but tomorrow's my appearance where I join the cast. Set your DVRs, yeah. folks. So check me out there. I'm going to be a guest on the. Jane the Virgin After Buzz show tomorrow night. Awesome! My first time being a guest on a show, which will be awesome. Oh, I can talk with the, with the cat with the host there for uh, the show. That's yeah. cool. And yeah. if you want some more comic book related uh, information yes, from Mike, DC working. Movie News. I'm a DC Movie News right here on Popcorn Talk Network. And your DC Character Corner. DC Character Corner. It's all there. Look at that. Uh, so your go-to source for all things DC. Love it, yeah. love it, uh, folks! You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Uh, just you know, look at my gram for a lot of pictures. of Look food. at his. It's look at if you like food porn. <laughs> look at this man's Instagram. It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's stupid. And I'm still gonna live with the fact. I want to live it. That that is to me. Every time you post, that's what you're eating right then. Please believe that. That is, exact- that is exact because you look as good as you do. Oh please! And to eat what you eat on that Instagram, it's insane. Oh, if only what was it, like a chocolate cake today? with A chocolate pie from the, the pie hole. Oh, yeah, the chocolate mousse, hole. peanut butter, Oreo cookie crust. Oh, it's so good, guys. All right, Man. folks. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next Sunday night for another episode of the MacGyver After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. 
from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 